0: Morning guys. Uh I'm sitting in my truck uh on the hill above the Christmas tree farm. I need to go finish mowing the field edges, which I need to do with a different scythe. Um it's just more bashing down multi-floor rows that's trying to creep back in. Um but I was struck this morning. I got up this morning and went for the first time in four months back to the back living room to write, which is where I had been set up to write <clears throat> um pretty much since I started writing at Christmas. Um but then I stopped because it's right beneath our guest room. And even the little sounds of me sitting down and clicking on the keyboard were enough to wake up my brother-in-law. <clears throat> So then, I had been writing in the kitchen, um, which is okay, but not great. Uh, and and either way, yesterday I decided that I was just gonna I was gonna sort of tidy up some of the space. They aren't completely out of the space yet, but I I wanted to do some stuff to make it feel more welcoming to me. And um, and and what I want to talk about is just how. Really simple, small things can make a space feel ready for you to do some goal in. Um, You know, so I folded the blankets that were at the top of the couch and put away the stack of books that was on the floor Um, and... Watered the house plants and straightened the pictures on the walls and and all of a sudden it was it was back probably seventy five percent back to feeling how it used to feel um, and that feeling is tremendously helpful when i 'm doing something like writing, but it also makes me aware of how much the things we do in life are shaped by the opportunities created by the spaces that we have to do them in. And obviously these spaces are going to be different for each of us, but just think about how having a space where you can carve spoons, even if it's your kitchen floor, makes a huge difference. Um, in my, in our old house, I would carve on the front porch. Like, that was the only place that I it seemed okay for me to carve. Um, and so everything I did was limited to doing it outside in certain types of weather. And then when we moved to this house, I was able to carve in the kitchen. And that's what I did, honestly, for years, is I would carve in the kitchen And then I slowly figured out different places, carving in the woodshed, carving in the greenhouse, uh, where I could work. And now I have a shop. Um, and, and, um, all of these iterations have made me aware of how spaces, particularly spaces where they're dedicated to doing that thing, make that thing feel more readily available. This is not news to anyone who keeps their guitar out on a stand. You keep your guitar out, you're more likely to play guitar than if you keep it in a case in the closet. Um, but it's important to remember, particularly for those of us, and believe me, I've been there, who, who have to make a space double in its purpose, right? You're carving in the kitchen um, as much as you can try to set it up so that you have some sort of designated place that you always do it and can and have systems that help you do it efficiently because that will make you do it more often. Um, now obviously one of the nice things about spoon carving is that you can do it in, in, kind of anywhere, um, unlike many other tasks, but just having, you know, for me, it was having the toolbox that would live, Whoops! it's starting to rain, having the toolbox that would live next to my chair in the kitchen so that I could sit down and without having to go fetch anything, start carving, having the broom in the dustpan that was right there. And one of the things that I am trying to be mindful of with my new shop is the tendency for unnecessary objects to kind of creep into the process. And so you'll end up with... um, Wow, it's really raining, you'll end up with more stuff in the space than, than, than is helpful. So I just, as part of reshuffling furniture, as part of sort of reclaiming the back of the house, I moved a couple pieces of furniture up to my shop. Um, and in so doing, decided to move a couple other pieces of furniture out of my shop. And one of the things, one of the criteria of do I keep this or do I not was me asking myself the question is this it was a bench it was like a bench made out of thick slabs of wood and I'd maybe put my feet up on it once or twice and I had staged some finished work on it but me asking myself the question um how many times have I actually used this in the last month? And the answer was, you know, just a few times for kind of unimportant things. And so out it went. And I think that's the, that's the question. If we can ask that of ourselves, of, of all of our spaces, that's how you get a space that feels like it's functioning, uh, at its kind of top level. Right. When I rearranged Uh, our bedroom, when was it a week ago? One of the main categories of things that I just moved out of the bedroom entirely, and right now it's at the top of our staircase, so I haven't really dealt with it, um, was the category of stuff that, that just, it was there because it needed to go somewhere else, or it was there because it didn't have a place that it was living on its own, but it had nothing to do really with the function of how we used our bedroom, right? We use our bedroom to sleep in and to get dressed in and to some extent to like lie around on the the rug and do some stretching in the morning and to have the dogs have a place to sleep. Uh, And that's kind of it. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff that just needed to go somewhere else. Sometimes you find that taking a piece of furniture out of that sort of scenario and bringing it somewhere else, you'll realize that it actually can help a different space function better. A great example of this is I had this chest. It was actually, um, belonged to my wife as a, as a kid, her grandparents painted like unicorns on top of it in this very sort of stylized sort of way. It's quite beautiful. Anyway, I, I keep leather scraps in it although it probably won't remain that for, but that's what's in it for right now. And it had just been in our bedroom because we didn't really have a better place to keep it. And I wanted to bring it out of our bedroom. And I thought, well, we could use it as a coffee table because we're missing a coffee table right now. And we brought it down, but it wasn't right. And then my wife suggested that we swap it out with a bench that was in the back living room in theory, a bench that you could like sit on to take off your boots. But honestly, like nobody ever sat on the bench that way. Turns out the bench makes a much better coffee table. Who knows if it'll stay that way. But this chest where the bench was actually makes the back living room function much better because it's wide enough to really be a comfortable seat. And you could imagine in the wintertime sitting on it to be kind of close to the wood stove and it having a seat where it is means that the room functions much more as a circle where you have space for four or five people to sit around in a circle. Whereas before there was a semicircle. Um, but the, this chest as a seat really kind of closed the circle and felt fantastic there. And we had no idea that it would feel that way there. So, um, it was a good reminder for me that there are all sorts of unexpected, unforeseen combinations that can really work better. Um, And that's why shifting things around all the time and constantly asking yourself, does having this here further the function of what I want to do here is is the helpful question to ask. Um, And when it comes to creating a space for um, spoon carving for me, I have been thinking through this process many, many times, and and keep thinking that I have it winnowed down, but but I don't necessarily. For instance, the one of the pieces of furniture that I brought up to the shed um, was a soft chair, and we'll see if it's we'll, we'll see if it's ends up being the right thing. It's kind of one of those IKEA sort of springy chairs that they tilt you back pretty far, but. Um, but it might still be good for carving. And what I found was if I'm sitting all day on a wooden chair that my butt really hurts at the end of the day, I guess it should not be a surprise. Um, but I was thinking that if I had a soft chair up there in the shed, that maybe that would help. Um, and, and that realization that it would be helpful for me to have a chair with a cushion, uh, was news to me because, because I think I had, you know, I usually sit in this yellow armchair in the kitchen and it's soft and I hadn't really thought it through. Um, but that had, it was giving me that unintentional, unrecognized benefit of being a little easier on my body. Um, and so I am still in the process always of trying to become more conscious, conscious about what matters and what doesn't in my space. And then being ruthless about making the space tailored to the activity because that's what makes the activity possible. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.